This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Sasha Gainulin. He is the CEO of the travel insurance company, Battleface. Their mission is when solving problems, we incorporate ideas that help support our humanity-focused mission of bringing people and the world together. Sasha, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Great to be here, Nick. Thank you for having me. You bet. So the one question that I ask every single guest at the very beginning is, what's one thing people might not know about you? Oh, <laughs> wow, that's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, one thing that people might not know about me. I love Golden Girls. I watch that show all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love Golden Girls. The thing I didn't expect Sasha to say for 500, please. <laughs> very, very awesome. So let's talk about back, what, 23 years ago, 1999, for about four months, you were a customer service representative at another company. You know, since this is a customer service podcast, what did you learn about that time as a customer service rep, and what have you brought with you over those 23 years? Oh, phenomenal question. Um, so what I learned about customer service is that I loved working with people. And so, and of course, um, I my initial customer service experience was um, waiting tables. And, and I quickly learned that the nicer I am, more money I get, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and the faster I am at solving problems, more money I get. Um, and it was just really natural to me to, uh, to really work with people face to face, but on the customer service side, it was actually, it was the opposite, right? Because when you're waiting tables, you can, you can see the reaction, you can see the body language and you can make your decisions really, really fast. As soon as you walk into the, to the restaurant or to the dining room and you know exactly what, how you need to be acting, uh, reacting with people on the, in the telephone call center environment, you don't see the person that you're talking to. So it was, um, it was a very, very unique experience at first is how to pause and listen instead of obviously in the restaurant world, you look, uh, and how do you actually hear the person first? And, uh, and so that was, that was the biggest skill um, that I had to overcome. And of course, I'm not uh, from the United States. Uh, for me to learn every single accent within the U.S. was also challenging as well. And uh, because not everyone speaks the same in America. Um, and uh, and that that's something that I think was very, very key for me. And that's what I've taken forward since the early days is being able to listen without looking at a person. Yeah, that's it's so interesting that you used it to your advantage first because you're like, hey, I, I'm going to make more money if I if I just acknowledge what they're doing, I hear what they're saying, I look at the nonverbals and maybe ask that clarifying question. But when you don't have that visibility, you have to pay more attention to the things that you can control, which are your listening ability, and focus on that first. Um, and and I, it's it's tough to do sometimes in the moment, specifically in customer service, because you. In some cases, you already know what the answer is over the first three 
three words that they're saying, and it's how do I have hear them out all the way, provide that empathy perhaps, and then respond. And I think we can talk about that a, a little bit later, but I just think it's so interesting on how people have a different perspective or when they got onto customer service from the very beginning. Yeah, 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 for sure. And especially in the customer service environment, you probably, you know this very well, everyone's on a time crunch, right? You got to answer within this, how fast here, you got to you gotta have a talk time. And that was challenging for me as well, because first of all, I would be listening, trying to understand and at the same time, uh, translating it in my head and then, and then translating it back into English. <laughs> and so, mm. uh, I think, uh, my challenge was a, in all different directions that how to actually stay within those time limits. And, um, but then that also was kind of, um, that's the part that I didn't like as well. The, the part of trying to wrap up a phone, uh, wrap the phone call within a certain period of time, because I found that a lot of customers liked to talk to me as well. And, and I often, often, often was longer, you know, in the, in the, in the, in terms of my talk time, right? It was much longer than the average that it was supposed to be. But then I quickly changed and went into emergency medical assistance field within Travel Guard and travel insurance company that I was working for. And then, of course, you can't cut people off there because they're in the middle of emergency. And, um, and this is, this is where I really, really blossomed because I was in my environment and my ailment of really just concentrating on how I can help you as a person. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. So let's switch back to the company that you've founded, uh, not the one that you worked with 23 years ago, even though you've brought a lot of that information forward. But, you know, what does it mean to have a battle face? So to have a battle face is essential kind of peace of mind, security, um, uh, reliability, <laughs> sorry, reliability, strength, um, and uh, a company that you can trust. Um, uh, and even internally, when we, when we look for people, we're always looking for people that are so eager to help others. And I have plenty of friends around me that just don't like people altogether. So I don't know how they're friends with me, but uh, they would not do well at Battleface because uh, in, um, in the company, in our company, we're just, we're so passionate about being able to solve uh, our customers' problems. But yeah, and that's a reflection of uh, what it means to have uh, your battle face with you or your face on. And that's why, you know, we've created the company. Yeah. And, and so bringing it back to the customer service side, how is customer service the essence of Battleface today? So my, my specific experience in travel insurance, you know, the 20 years prior to um, starting to develop Battleface um, is emergency medical assistance. And in the event of, and I, I believe that that's the most crucial part of travel insurance is when you're traveling and you're in some type of accident, in, injury, or or horrific situation, you want to have a reliable policy that you can get in touch with that can help you um, in the event of those circumstances. And what we started to see as a team and our co-founding team um, of Battleface comes from all aspects of travel insurance background, rather creating products or systems or uh, or 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 marketing and so on. We all felt this need for innovation within the space because we realized that the travel industry has changed quite rapidly in the last 20 years 
But we were still selling the exact same travel insurance policies that I was trained on in late 90s. And in and, and in practical terms, we started to see many, many situations where um, companies would not be able to pay for the different events. For example, you're in the middle of Paris and there's a terrorist attack um, and you get injured as a result. Your claim might be denied because war and terrorism is one of the main exclusions on travel insurance policies, or you are on the beach vacation and you decided to go scuba diving and you're in the, in, in the accident and, um, or injured as a result of it, your claim might get denied. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to solve that problem. How do we actually create a platform and create a company that can have products that you as a consumer Upfront, you know what you're covered for, what you don't, and and then also find a way to deliver the products for you that would have that coverage and that would have that protection and that would offer that service. And that's how we started back in 2018 in January. And we started over on the European side, um, developing the system and developing the products that essentially unbundles travel insurance and puts it back together for you. And when you put it back together... What's the benefit of putting it back together? Is it because there is it creates clarity and kind of pulls back the curtain on what everybody else is doing? And it, it created in that in that moment when you're listening to the customers, it creates that innovation, which keeps you, you, you know, it's that full cycle. The more you listen to the customer, the more you innovate. But, you know, what else is it when you put it back together in that Lego piece? So, um, of course, the company has evolved since then because <laughs> this is the thing about startups. Once you start a company, then all different problems. <laughs> you start solving many, many problems, global problems. Um, um, for us, initially, what it meant is that what we wanted to do is um, we wanted to create a platform that essentially could provide cover, whether you're going to ski throughout Antarctica, which is a thing, by the way, or you're going to United States on a, on a vacation. And, and how do we properly price and um, and where it's still a win-win situation between the insurance company, we're working on behalf of Lloyds of London, massive insurance company in the world, and the customer. And what it means to you as a consumer, you're essentially paying for exactly what you need because in the industry, in travel insurance industry, it's been created on what we called one-size-fits-all type of product, packaged product. So if you're flying from Columbus, Ohio to New York or Columbus, Ohio to Nairobi, Kenya, it's the exactly same product. And why is that? Two trips are completely different. So with the unbundling of travel insurance, you have the ability to customize it based on your exact needs. So for example, if you do go on the safari trip, then there's no surprises that safari trips are excluded from your prepackaged policies, or so to speak. Or if you fly into New York and you don't need medical expense coverage, which is could be expensive, uh, or you don't need trip cancellation coverage, or you don't need baggage insurance coverage, you can make that decision and create your own policy. It seems like such a better experience. It, it sounds so simple, doesn't make it easy, but... Um... You know, I think it's it's important because what you did from my perspective and, and might be completely off, but you've you listened to the customer and, and you understood what they want and the expectations, maybe the stories that you had in previous companies where those things weren't covered. But I guess at Battlefield, how do you continue to listen to the customer? 
Uh, by handling all of our services internally um, ourselves, because that's another problem in the industry. Everything is just outsourced and different uh, from different aspect of the journey, claims, customer service, emergency assistance, and insurance companies don't get to speak to customers. So then they lose that touch of what's relevant. That's why you see the exact same products that have been in existence for decades. And we have one single principle within the company that concentrates on delivering relevant products to today's travelers. And to us, the today's environment could be impacted by different things, could be pandemics, natural disasters. Travel is very dynamic, right? Um, uh, political conflicts. And, and, and then how do you create a platform that con continues to stay current? And that's the challenge even for us. Yesterday, for example, our product was extremely relevant and one country became overnight irrelevant. And how do we actually uh, um, uh, continue to uh, influence that? And it's simply by working with customers directly and listening to customers and obsessing over solving their problems. And at this point, I always say that the innovation comes from two single sources, employees and customers. Yeah. So with that in mind, the old saying is employee experience equals customer experience. So how do you continue to evolve and, and give the ability to listen to that customer or the employee? Because that they're the, they're the front line. If we think of the battle battle phase, right? Uh, the front line are the, is the most important because they're the ones that are, are doing the interaction. So how do you how do you focus on the employee as well? Um, well, I think what you just said, right? Like, um, I, I think one of the most successful customers, I mean, customer service companies where you get in touch with them and whoever answers the phone is able to resolve your problem, right? Without saying, oh, wait, you know, hold on. I got to talk to my supervisor. I got to talk to another person, to another person. So that's the mission that we're on. Like whoever is working at Battleface, you are in charge of making that decision. You're in charge of solving that problem. Um, and making it better as well. And, and then one of the principles that we, another principle that we have, whatever mattered yesterday might not be relevant today, right? So, um, uh, so make that decision, have an owner's mindset. And, and literally that's how our customer service employees are empowered to make those decisions. And I remember in the early, early days when we started to build out our customer service infrastructure, I found myself just solving those problems myself for the team. But then I'm like, wait a minute, that's against our principle. <laughs> like, why, why, why do you have to get in touch with me? And why do I have to be making the decision where you're the one who's dealing with customers all day long? So yeah, that's kind of little things like that. They make a difference. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Yeah, and I think when it comes to the customer's expectation, it, it constantly changes. Uh, it's not just what happened 
in the last year. It's what's happened in the last month. It's what's happened just yesterday because they typically not just judge you based off of your industry specific leader in customer experience per se, but it's their last best interaction that they had with any company. And so how have, how have customer expectations changed from your perspective since you started Battleface? In our industry specifically, um, uh, customers became very, very well aware of what's what they need and what they don't. I think COVID-19 have exposed a lot of problems that we were solving before COVID-19 in the forefront of everyone's eyes. Um, because a lot of people were stuck internationally. They couldn't get back home or they had to quarantine or they their flights got canceled or their their trips did not take place or they couldn't travel. Then all of a sudden, a lot of customers have realized, wait a minute, I had travel insurance and why isn't my travel insurance policy helping me? Then media got a hold of it. So it was all over the news. Um, and then it just wasn't, it was a very current topic. Um, and then of course, for new customers, uh, the world is different now, right? So when you're booking your flight for, to Costa Rica, for example, uh, in order for you to enter the country, you have to have travel insurance. Um, so that, that changed as well. Um, so the, I think the, when before COVID-19 or just in the early days of me entering the travel insurance market, uh, a lot of people didn't know what it, what it is. Like my mom still thinks I'm a travel agent, you know? So, <laughs> so it's like, there's a big kind of like question mark. There was a big question mark in the insurance industry as a whole, right? Because people don't trust it. People, um, we, we tend to question the decision-making, but then once it comes to travel, it's even, um, I think it's more of an enigma as well. And there's different studies out there. For example, here in the United States, before COVID-19, only 20% of people bought travel insurance. Now that number is up to 60%. And it has to do with education and knowing exactly what you need, what you don't, and uh, what exactly um, you are looking to protect yourself against. And this might be a another podcast episode, but how? What's the best way to educate the end user, the customer, the traveler today? Here at Battle, at Battleface, what we do is we first we start a conversation. Here's what we don't do, because <laughs> there's that big misconception. Going back to my mom again, right? She would never buy travel insurance or an insurance policy unless she can find a way to use it. <laughs> if she doesn't use it, she thinks that she wasted her money. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and we found, uh, when, when we started to work with customers directly, when we became, when we started to grow so fast, I realized that everyone had different expectations about travel insurance or different knowledge, um, or different countries are different. For example, in the United Kingdom, consumers know exactly what they need. And it's a, what we call, it's a very mature market. And it tends to be with the countries that are nationalized healthcare. They tend to be, they know that they need travel insurance and they, um, versus to an American market, um, where, and, and so for me was, what was easiest to start. Here's what we don't do. Here's the biggest misconceptions about travel insurance, but here's what we do. And I think that conversation, that honesty, really, really uh, won so many customers where um, where they didn't feel like we we're just trying to sell the product to them. Uh, what we wanted to make sure is that we're the right partner for them and that uh, we're the right company for them. And if, if we couldn't do something, 
we would definitely find another company that would be able to provide um, the right products for them. Yeah, it's got to be refreshing as you flip the industry's communication on its head, because typically it says, here's all the things that we do do. And then on the, mm-hmm. the, the small little asterisks in size five font, it says, oh, except for, right? And you, you mentioned the things that they don't cover. Uh, so it's it's all about communicating and um, educating all, along that journey, regardless if they do, regardless if they work with you or not. Hopefully they do mm-hmm. because that's it's good for business. But yeah. it's, it's about creating value and, and adding value and educating and guiding them. And the more that you do that, from my perspective, the more trust that I have in the value that you're bringing me, because I know there's no gotchas. There's no loopholes. Um, all the all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And it just provides peace of mind that I know I'm covered if I need to be covered. If I if something were, were to happen, I know Battleface has my back. That's right. And it's and it's and it's uh, it definitely is is kind of um, if you have that as part of your mission and if you have that transparency as part of your culture i think then it's uh, it's definitely is the right um you develop the right relationships for the right reasons as well and those are long-term relationships and then another aspect is i think making the right decisions as well because the insurance industry has been around for centuries right so and and uh and we're still dealing in the industry that hasn't really innovated at all so there is an element of what we do that also has to be questioned constantly you question yourself as well i remember this uh, example um over in the european side um when covid19 was blowing up um there was a lot of cancellations and within the insurance industry when you buy a policy um if you don't cancel within 10 days that was on the european side you don't get your money back. It's kind of like the look back period. But the the uncertainty of the travel industry, you didn't know if, you know, if you're going or not, your flight could be canceled at, uh, 10 minutes before you're heading out to the airport uh, just because there was a government travel warning or things just didn't go as planned. So we were just scraping that policy on the go because uh, like I remember the first customer calling in and saying, I'm on the way to the airport and um I just got a text message that the flight got canceled um, uh, and I'm going to get my money back from the airline. And that was the right thing to do for the airlines. They were either giving you a credit or money back, depends on on the time, I guess, when that was happening. And then I'm looking at the policy. I'm like, technically speaking, you won't get your money back for the premium that you paid, but it's such a wrong thing to say. (laughs) So you have to go with the, with the gut, right? So, so I'm like, Oh, no problem. We'll reimburse your money back. And in the, in the back of my mind, I was, I was saying like, well, I'll deal with the insurance company later because it was Lloyd's of London at the time. Yeah. And and then, you know, I was calling our underwriting team. I'm like, this is what's happening. And, and like, yes, you did the right decision. So, and by the way, yeah, this is where, um, uh, this is how I, I, when I work with customers, I, I tend to think as a customer service representative, not as a CEO. And that's what I wanted to make sure that everyone has that ability to make those decisions. So... And I think that's important to always keep that customer service hat on, regardless of what what level you're at. If you're on the C-suite or if you're still at customer service, you always keep that customer service hat on to know and understand the customer and do what's right for them at the right time. And, you know, that's one question I have for you, too, is, you know, when it comes to these travelers and you touched on it a little bit throughout it, uh, little sprinkles throughout the entire conversation. But what else? 
are they concerned about? Is it is it the the ten day limit? Is it uh, what's covered versus what's not covered? Uh, where where is this insurance company going to get me? Uh, wh- what's the biggest thing that they're concerned about these days? Uh, these days today, yeah, I think um, you you phrased the question correctly. What are they concerned about today? Um, as of today, the biggest concerns are: I'm going on my vacation. What happens if if it all cancelled, right? Or if it changes, right? How do I get my money back? Or who, uh, what type of protection can I have against my investments? So this is where the trip cancellation benefit comes in, or cancel for any reason. The but the most importantly, where I think a lot of a lot of customers are so eager to travel, they don't even think about you know possible cancellations or interruptions. I'm going. I'm getting there. Uh, the only question that really comes up over and over again. What happens if I catch COVID-19 and I'm in the middle of nowhere in Mexico and obviously I cannot travel back home? Um, will you be able to take care of me? Because you'll be stuck for what 10 days, 14, 14 days for quarantine. Um, and then will you be at the end? Will you help me if I need medical attention? Will you help me if I need hotel? Will you help me to? buy my ticket to get me to get me back home. That's the number question right now. And, and certainly that's exactly what travel insurance should be doing. And yeah. that's what we do. So it sounds like you're, you're on the right track. Um, the last question I have for you regarding travel or battle faces from your perspective, Sasha, what's, where do you see travel over the next two years? I see travel continue to grow. It's one of those industries that, rebounces back over and over and faster uh, than any other industry. I think my first exposure was to this level. Well, not to this level, but somewhat (laughs) this level is September 11th, where September 12th, everything just stopped, right? So I I don't know if you remember those days, but um, uh, I remember being at Travel Guard and I remember the CEO uh, and the founder of Travel Guard back then in the call center Everything was ringtone, right? So you could hear the, the calls coming in. All of a sudden, there's silence. <laughs> um, and we didn't know what's going to happen to the industry. Uh, and John did the right thing as well. He back then went, went out and said, I would pay every single claim uh, where every insurance company was hiding away. Um, he said, I will pay every single claim if you're just afraid of travel. And um, and. And that really just changed the industry at that time. And when travel industry started to recover, which was within a month or so, it started to recover much faster and with different measurements in place. That's when we started to see security, safety, number one kind of um, number one kind of tra- uh, aspect of travel. And then travel insurance was going alongside with it. Here, I think travel will continue will go through the same experience and we'll see a lot of kind of uh, health measures, safety as well. Um, and, and travel insurance will grow, but travel as a whole will will bounce back and it's bouncing already, bouncing back and it's going to continue to grow faster and faster. And, um, and there's, uh, yeah, I have no concerns about the travel industry not recovering. That is, And that domestic is- travel is also exciting too because a lot of us are, super comfortable also traveling within the country. And that's, I think, is also an opportunity for companies like ours. Sasha, what's the best way for my listeners to connect with you maybe on social and or how do I, how do they get a hold of Battleface if they 
want to travel uh, again, and, and they're saying, I really need some insurance. Uh, Sasha's team needs to hook me up. <laughs> Battleface.com. That's the best place. Very cool. Sasha, thanks so much for your time. I've learned a ton. I'm uh, looking forward to um, my listeners hearing this one out and um, just uh, best of luck and success with Battleface. Oh, thank you for having me. It was fun. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.